There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original... Hello and welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Also, sorry I sound so nasally today. I have like really bad allergies. Allie, you're you're sideways. You know that. <laughs> Your right? Zoom video is. You look crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't. I'm doing Zoom on my phone, and I can't do my Zoom vertical because the headphones are plugged into the bottom and so i don't want to hold my phone the whole time so i put it vertical i so i put it horizontal this is making me seasick (laughs) (laughs) what do what do what do i do about it do i make you comfortable do i make me comfortable wow that's a real that's a question (laughs) we need to get lydia on the horn oh no i'll stand on my head maybe that'll make it better Um, Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve the case. I'm Allie Siegel. I'm Melissa Stetton. And I'm producer Maria. Webcrawlers has a Patreon to get access to... Oh, wow. I just read something later in the doc. To get access to rewards, <laughs> bonus episodes, shout outs, merchandise discounts, please go to patreon.com slash webcrawlers. You can donate as little as $2 a month to become one of our bimbo patrons. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you give us a five-star review, screenshot and DM it to us, and we will shout you out on the podcast. And Melissa will show you a picture of her butthole. I never said that. That is a lie. No, but Mar- Maria, Maria said that that's what you were. That's part of your contract. What would I give? <laughs> Who? 
<laughs> I have to send a picture of my butthole to people who give us five Allie, star reviews. That's X-rated. There's tons of school children that listen to this. I'm going to contact HR. Yeah, sorry. Who, who is HR Maria? Is Maria in another outfit. Um, we have a review from Carolyn, a Twitter DM. Uh, Melissa, what did it say? This is from Carolyn. It says, "I stand." Cheesy review alert. You guys are like the group of gals that got me through rough days, crap deployments, and within the last three days, I have drove and moved from California to the East Coast, where I forced my boyfriend wow. to listen to you guys, as well oh, probably no. scarring him with the Erios jingle, but fuck him. Anyway, thanks for being such a kick-ass show. <laughs> Thank you, Caroline. Speaking of the Erios jingle, this would be a good place to insert Insert jingle, jingle here. here. Six to six, six oh four, six to six two. Also, we have to shout out super fan Moses, who apparently gave us a Starbucks gift card. Yes, he emailed a Starbucks gift card. Oh my god, that's so nice! You I guys know. should get a PO box so people we should can get send a PO box. Yeah, like severed fingers and stuff or whatever. That's cool. Actually, I kind of wouldn't mind. That'd be a little tight. That would be cool. <laughs> So, again, you can always call our hotline, uh, and please, we get some of the best messages of all time. They really keep us going during this dark quarantine era. So please call us, say whatever you want, and uh, we will play them on our Friday mini-episodes. We have some patrons. Melissa, who are our patrons? We have Amy, spelled A-M-I-E, which is the cool way to spell cool. it. Elizabeth I B. Ami. Ami. Sure. Elizabeth B, Tara M, Ashley B, Courtney W, and Amanda V. Amanda also sent a message saying, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and support this podcast, even though Allie got all hangry on my email. She's the one who was the email about hanging out with drug dealers. my bad. I would like to retract my statements (laughs) and issue an apology to Amanda V for what I did while I was hungry. I am sorry. And she did not. She it was did a not side of Allie. Honestly, it was frightening. I don't know about Maria, but I was I was worried. I get a little off sometimes when I when I get hungry, which is why right now I'm eating. I have a package of sour, sour skeddy. You Good, know, those great. little sour candies. You just got to keep the snacks. Sour skeddies. You need snacks 24 hours a day. <laughs> How's that? Is that iced coffee yeah, you're it's drinking? Iced coffee with you know what else I got? You know what I got delivered from an Instagram ad was Milkman M Y L K M A N. Have you guys been? No, what's that? No, but you love alternative milks. What else? What about <laughs> I it? know. What of it? Was, <laughs> it's it's like it's freshly made almond milk and coconut water, and they just make it daily and deliver it to your door once a week. You know, someone wow. on Twitter commented that Lydia pronounces milk the same way Maria does. I know, and I don't know how I pronounce milk. Isn't that how everyone pronounces milk? Milk. No, they don't. I pronounce milk the same way you do, but some people say, like, milk. Like, they milk. 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 Do you say milk? Some people say milk. You say milk. Oh, yeah, maybe they say milk. 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 So, milk and milk. Milk and milk. It's milk. I think everyone says milk. What do you say, Melissa? Milk. 
I think I say it weird because I'm from the Midwest. Well, maybe that's another thing for our listeners about write in, send us a, a send us a voicemail of you just saying milk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you say it's yeah, more of a you eh. say milk. Oh wow, I it's think more of when I'm eh? au natural, I say milk. Yeah, yeah. Can I have a glass of milk. Yep. Yeah, that's more Allie, of an you say eh. milk. I say milk. Oh, see, and I know say that. milk. So maybe I say it weird. Well, I don't know what's weird and what's normal. Wow. Well, maybe we should talk about this for 45 minutes instead. (laughs) (laughs) Should we start getting into our episode? I mean, if you want. (laughs) I guess. Uh, Melissa, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Rasputin. He is, he was, a mystic and a spiritual healer. He wielded huge influence over the royal Russian family. He's known as a mad monk, a mystic, a con man, and seemingly impossible to kill. He's also responsible for the fall of the Romanov dynasty of Russia. Today, we're talking about Rasputin, Ali's first crush. He's also known to have a huge dong. I didn't write that. Ali wrote that. <laughs> he is known to have a huge, but it's true. a huge wiener. So let's get into, get into it. it. So, Rasputin was born into a Siberian peasant family around 1869. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Rasputin received little schooling and probably never learned to read or write. He was illiterate until his early adulthood. In his early years, some people of his village said he possessed supernatural powers, while others cite examples of extreme cruelty. So for a time, it was believed his name, Rasputin, meant licentious in Russian, which means promiscuous. And historians now believe that Rasputin meant where two rivers meet, a phrase that describes an area where he was born in Siberia. And during his childhood, he was often cited for drunkenhood, theft, disrespect of elders... Rumors that he stole horses and other crimes. So he was a bit of a bad boy. He was. And so Rasputin entered the Verkhochur Monastery in Russia with the intention of becoming a monk, but he left shortly after. And then in 1886, at age 19, he met his wife, Preskovya Fyodorovna. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And they later had three children, but two others died shortly after birth. So Rasputin developed a renewed interest in religion and left his village, Pokro- <laughs> Pokrovskoya, to go on a pilgrimage. I believe in you. Um, so about this pilgrimage, po- 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 
Krosko. Okay. In 1897, he took a pilgrimage and had a quote unquote spiritual experience. Um, some wonder if he went on this pilgrimage because he was escaping uh, some sort of punishment for horse theft. Others say he had received a dream from God, which told him to go. And others say that he met a theological student who suggested that going on a pilgrimage and being a spiritualist was a good way to make a living. Mm-hmm. Whatever his reasons, Rasputin's departure was a radical life change. He was 28, had been married for 10 years, and had an infant son with another child on the way. So he's also a deadbeat dad. Yeah, he just bounced. Yeah. He went to the monastery of St. Nicholas, where he learned to read and write and learn spiritual practice. He said the monks were gay and he had to go. Really? So he said all the monks were fucking... Yeah, he said all the monks were fucking each other, so he couldn't stay there. Ugh. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, In the early 1900s, Rasputin had developed a small circle of followers, primarily family members and other local peasants who prayed with him on Sundays. Uh, They held secret prayer meetings in a makeshift chapel. The village priest and other villagers were suspicious as hell at these meetings because it was rumored that female followers were ceremonially washing him before each meeting. Oh, that's cool. The group sang strange song. Yeah, so weird. (laughs) The group group sang strange songs that the villagers had not heard before. And Rasputin had joined the, uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, sorry. Uh, Kleisty? Do you know how? Kleisty? Kleisty, I guess. How do you spell it? K H L Y S T Y. Let's get let's get Maria's let's warm up Maria's pronunciation machine. We <laughs> 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 oh, gotta turn it on. Let's hear it. Clist. The clist. 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 Wow, he found her clist. <laughs> um, a religious sect whose rituals were butthole. No, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Butthole. No, that's not that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> I like it. Um, this is why iTunes won't do us top in a new release. <laughs> new and noteworthy. Um, we're not worthy. New and noteworthy. Um, a religious butthole. Sect. No. <laughs> oh my god! A religious sect whose rituals are rumored to include self-flagellation and sexual orgies. He claimed that he could heal horses, and this later was transferred to humans. He also claimed to have visions that he could see the future. Eventually, he met the Tsar in 1905. Uh, He developed a cult following, but it was mostly like a sex cult following, and he would throw ceremonies that often involved sex, prostitutes, politicians, etc. That sounds fun as hell. I know, right? He was power-hungry, narcissistic, an egomaniac, a sexual deviant, a con man, and a magician. Wow. Right? Um, He had groups of female followers who he called his little ladies, (laughs) and they would all give themselves to him sexually. He rarely showered and once bragged that (laughs) about not changing his undergarments for six months at a time. No. No. Yeah. I know. People were constantly complaining about his hygiene. Food would often rot in his beard. <laughs> Why did people like him? I'm confused. 
That's hot. Why, I don't understand. Why did people like him? I think if he I think he was just like mysterious and weird and like said he had all these magical powers and like people were like this guy something something super interesting about this guy. Yeah, he's just very like but, but, charming and smooth, I guess. That's all fine, but like to like want to be intimate with someone that smells and like They said he smelled like a goat. You know, when men went off to war, women, they would write their wives, like, don't shower for a few weeks because I'm coming back and I want to have sex with you. That's a thing that, like, men used to do. I don't understand. What do you mean? When men would go to war. Because they wanted them to smell ripe? Yeah, they wanted them to smell like a, like, they were like, don't bathe for a week. Why? Because they like the smell of... Smelly one. I don't understand. I want things to smell nice. Me too. Okay, so Rasputin claimed that men could communicate directly with the Holy Spirit so that the church didn't need to be involved, which was one of like the the controversial things that he believed. Mm -hmm. He believed ecstatic rituals could help you reach spirituality. And there were 40,000 members uh, in Russia at the time of people who believed in this uh, clist religious sect stuff. So Rasputin meets Fiofin, and Fiofin starts connecting him to everyone in St. Petersburg. Fiofin was like the, some guy, some guy who was really close to the czar. He was like a, a priest or someone in the monastery who was really well connected and really close to the czar. Uh, okay, so he meets this guy. And Rasputin traveled to the city of Kazan, where he acquired a reputation as a wise and perceptive holy man who could help people resolve their spiritual crises and anxieties. And despite rumors that Rasputin was boning his female followers, he won over the Father Superior of the Seven Lakes Monastery, as well as church officials who gave him a letter of recommendation to Bishop Sergi. So he eventually worked his way up, and he was introduced to the Russian Tsar Nicholas II and his wife Alexandra Fyodorovna. Fyodorovna. So on November 1st, 1905, Alexandra meets Rasputin, and she writes about it in her diary. And then several months later, they meet again. Like, she was kind of taken by him, was like, who's this interesting dude? And Alexandra was a carrier of hemophilia disease. It's the ability of blood to clot is severely reduced. It causes severe bleeding, like even from slight injuries. Ah! <laughs> what happened? <laughs> okay, I just, <laughs> just screamed. <laughs> I knocked over my LaCroix, but it's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so Alexandra, she was disliked by a lot of people, and she was questioned by the Russian people. They were, like, not about her. They are like, we don't really like this woman. She's weird. She was shy, nervous, and lonely, which made her susceptible to con men like Rasputin, who, you know, it's alleged that he's a con man. And so she felt desperate, alone, hated, etc. And she birthed several female children, which was seen as a disappointment at that time. And then she finally gave birth to a son, Alexei. And then by 1914, Alexandra was so depressed that she was addicted to barbiturates. She also became interested in psychics and the occult. And this one con man, Philippe 
Nazir Vako was the first psychic to catch her eye. And then he was revealed as a fraud and he was kicked out of Russia. I played her. Oh, you did? Wait, wait. In, in, drunk, in drunk History? history? Yeah, did you watch it? Well, because Rachel from Hollywood Crime Scene, her boyfriend is in the Drunk History episode. Yeah. Because we were I tweeting play, about it. Hold on. I'm looking at my what my name was. I play oh, Zarina Alexandra. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's her. Oh, my God. That's her. And then I'm here with my, I'm watching it here all. He goes to St. Petersburg, and he's immediately introduced to a Tsar Nicholas. Of course, he's got a beautiful, beautiful wife, Zarina Alexandra, yeah. and their son. No, Allie. Get that out of here. I said, we can't even bump it. He bumps into Allie our couch with gushing blood, right? That's embarrassing for the people. I love that you it's can draw on the screen. <laughs> oh, no, she's drawing a Stussy sign. Oh, no. That's what you're talking about. You look great as a Tsarina. Yeah, I had like amazing. a little curl. Interesting. Wow, you played Alexandra. And I'll, yeah, I guess, yeah. It was really intense. Wow. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I did. <laughs> okay, what's on your face, Allie? <laughs> oh, yeah, what is that? I have a headache. Allie's so got some sort of maxi cool- pad on her on her face. <laughs> It's a headache cooling patch. <laughs> no, it's not. Who told you that? <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> That's like something someone would say to you in middle school. Like you had a headache and then like some mean girl would come up and go, oh, use this. This is the this is a headache like a cooling pad. pad. It's just a magazine pad. <laughs> I'm so glad this episode's on Zoom. <laughs> Between me wearing a pad on my forehead and drawing dicks on all your videos. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Okay, where were we? The sick son curing, curing Alexi. So their sick son, Alexi, inherited hemophilia, and Rasputin cu- seemingly cured him. So he gained their confidence. Like, he just... What did he do? He just, like... I read that the way he cured him was because, yeah, but like what really happened was like Alexi was taking some sort of thing that was similar to aspirin and and aspirin thins your blood. So it was making his hemophilia worse. Um, And uh, Rasputin had him stop taking that and was like, let's use prayer instead. But because he stopped taking that pill, his blood stopped thinning so much. So then it seemed Uh. like he was cured because of the prayer, but it was cured because he stopped taking the thing that was like similar to aspirin. Wow. They really didn't have like a controlled experiment, you know? No. They did not use the scientific method. (laughs) They didn't use the scientific (laughs) method at all. So then this won him the support of Alexander and he became basically an indispensable member of the royal entourage. Like they were like, Alexander's like, we need this man around at all times. And so during the summer of 1912, Alexei again developed a hemorrhage in his thigh, which caused a large hematoma. He was in severe pain. He was delirious and everyone thought he was going to die. And so Alexandra asked Vera Bova, to send Rasputin a telegram. He was in Siberia at the time, and he asked him to pray for Alexei. And so Rasputin wrote back saying that, quote, God has seen your tears and heard your prayers. Do not grieve. The little one will not die. Do not allow the doctors to bother him too much. He sounds like like a cult leader. Yes. Yeah, I think he really like was. He was yes. a sex cult leader. Yeah. And so the next morning, Alexei's condition was unchanged, but Alexander was encouraged by the message, and the next day, his bleeding stopped. So she's like, it's a miracle, it's Rasputin. Where does Anastasia fit into all this? Orphan Dot, the one that goes to find her 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 family yeah but that was all alleged like i think she 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 oh the daughter allegedly she probably most likely died and it was all it was all frauds who who were the women who came back and said that they were anastasia but who lost anastasia 
Whose daughter was she? Was she one of these Nicholas's? Yeah, she was Alexei's older sister. So she was the daughter of Nicholas and Alexandra. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, Russia's nuts, man. Like, we don't get to learn a lot of Russian history being in America here. But, like, when it's just, like, crazy. Yeah, I don't remember any of this shit. There's so much going on over there. Yeah. Well, I just know because of the animated movie. Yeah, no, it's not that. She didn't go she didn't go missing. It was that the the family the family was murdered. Yeah, the family was murdered. The whole family was murdered. And then a bunch of women later came back claiming to be Anastasia. Right. Saying that they had escaped the murder and that they were an, that they were in fact Anastasia. Right. Whoa. But it was but it most likely wasn't true. Yeah. And so how long after Rasputin were they all murdered? They were all well, murdered we, we in we get we get to it. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't I'm sorry. For those listening, I don't have the document in front of me. So my questions are very raw valid and questions. Organic. So there's some controversy happened. So the royal family's belief that Rasputin possessed the power to hear, heal Alexei brought him considerable status and power. So the Tsar appointed Rasputin his Lamp Lepadnik, his lamplighter. So he was charged with keeping the lamps lit that burned in front of religious icons in the palace. So he had regular access to the palace and the royal family. Sounds like a shitty job. Yeah. Just keep these things lit. So Rasputin took advantage of his status and power, and he accepted bribes and sexual favors from admirers and worked to expand his influence. And he soon became a controversial figure he was accused by his enemies of rape and was suspected of exerting political influence over the Tsar and was even rumored to be having an affair with Alexandra. Various politicians and journalists use Rasputin's association with the imperial family to undermine the dynasty's credibility and push for reform. He was seen by some Russians as a mystic, a visionary, a prophet, and by others as a religious charlatan. As Russia entered World War I, Rasputin predicted the calamity would befall the country. Nicholas II took command of the Russian army in 1915 and left St. Petersburg, leaving alone Rasputin and Alexandra to undermine the empire. Government officials continuously tried to warn Alexandra of Rasputin's shadiness, but she continued to defend him, giving the impression that Rasputin was her closest advisor. Um, and some people say that Rasputin was just like a mentalist who could read cues mm-hmm. and pick up body language that he would use hypnotherapy. Uh, oh. Other people called him a sex demon and the king rat. King rat. He also <laughs> believed king rat. He also believed that people um, needed to sin and that it was an important part of life. He said, repentance needed sin for there to be true salvation. You have to sin in order to repent, in order to receive salvation. You have to be drunk and have sex in order to experience humility. So this vibe and his secret, quote unquote, spiritual orgies started making people question Rasputin and then also that he was taking all those bribes. Mm -hmm. On December 16, 1916, Rasputin was drunkenly staggering back to his apartment one night, 
And there's secret se- uh, service records that prove this that talk about like Rasputin and they give like time records like Rasputin seen walking drunk. Rasputin mm-hmm. had this much wine. Um, so then he went to the local bathhouse with his quote unquote little ladies who bathed him. Cool. Then he went to the local church and asked for forgiveness. Then he went home and had 12 bottles of wine <laughs> and had group sex with a nun. What a cool night. <laughs> yeah, a very chill night. And then from there, things got worse and worse. Uh-huh. A group of nobles led by Prince Felix Yusupov, Yusupov Gr- Grand Duke Dmitry Pavlovich, and right-wing politician Vladimir Pushkevich. If you want, the, it, this is not the podcast of uh, pronouncing things correctly. That's, that was that good. Rasputin's influence, really? Thank you. Pushkevich. I decided that Rasputin's influence over Alexandra had made him a threat to the empire, and they concocted a plan to kill him. They invited Rasputin to Yusupov's place and fed him wine and cakes laced with cyanide. Rasputin got hammered, but the poison had zero effect on him. Dang. The conspirators ended up shooting Rasputin multiple times, but it took like a bajillion bullets yeah, to kill Rasputin. He wouldn't and die. They, they had to like, yeah, they like beat him up first, and then they couldn't kill him from beating him up. And so then they shot him like point blank a bunch of times, and then they beat him up again after they had shot him dead. Uh, they wrapped his body in a carpet and threw him in the Neva River, where it was discovered three days later. Um, right before he died, Rasputin wrote to Nicholas to predict that if he were killed by government officials, the entire imperial family would be killed by the Russian people. His prophecy came true 15 months later when the czar, his wife, and all of their children were murdered by assassins amidst the Russian Revolution. Wow. The Romanovs ruled from 1613 to 1917 until until Rasputin came into the mix. That was the end. Damn. They just killed everyone. Yeah. So there are some conspiracies over his death. So some writers have suggested that the British Secret Intelligence Service... Service... <laughs> Secret intelligence service were involved in Rasputin's death. But according to this theory, wow. British agents were concerned that Rasputin was urging the Tsar to make a separate peace with Germany, which would allow Germany cons- to concentrate its military efforts on the Western Front. And there are several variants of this theory, but they generally suggest that the British intelligence agents were directly involved in planning and carrying out the assassination. However, historians do not seriously consider this theory. And according to a historian, Douglas Smith, there's no evidence convincing, there's no convincing evidence that places any British agents at the murder scene. And another historian says that if British intelligence agents had been involved in the assassination, they would have expected to find some trace of that. So no evidence exists of that. Hmm. And then he has a daughter, Maria. Hey. That's me. That's my name. Yeah. So his daughter, Maria, emigrated to France and then to the United States, where she worked as a dancer and a lion tamer. Oh, my God. And she wrote a few books about her father. She ended up dying 1977 in Silver Lake, Los Angeles. Mm, weird. Then it is me. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. 
The lion That's tamer. crazy. Yeah. The last section of Rasputin is his penis. So there's, <laughs> uh, it's alleged that uh, Rasputin had a huge, huge dong. And there are rumors that his penis is in a museum. And there's actually like a lot of museums who claim to have Rasputin's penis. Yeah. However, this is up for speculation because his autopsy revealed that he still has his penis. Um, and people think that the museums that claim to have uh, Rasputin's huge hog actually uh, are are displaying horse penises and claiming that they are Rasputin's. Oh. So that's that's one of the theories that we can put to bed. I read one theory that it was a sea cucumber. Oh my God, really? Yeah. I guess we didn't really fully answer Mar- Maria's questions about how did the Romanovs die. Well, they were assassinated. By who? Yeah, according to the official state version of the USSR, former Tsar Nicholas Romanov, along with the members of his family and retinue, were uh, executed by firing squad by order of the Ural Regional Soviet due to the threat of the city being occupied by whites, the Czechoslovak Legion. Wait, 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 you guys. What? Look at this, though. Oh, no. Uh I I just found this. Just listen to this. Butthole. No. <laughs> no. No. You're dumb. No. <laughs> um, so I mean that's about it for Rasputin. What are your what do you guys think about him? Do you think he was just another one of these, you know, fakers that people just latched on oh, yeah. because of his charisma? Or did you do you think he had magical powers? No, I think he's big time con man. Yeah, big time. It's so crazy how some people just have a charisma about him that just gets people on board. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, all cult leaders. Yeah, like cult leaders, like sociopaths. Like, I think it's like there's something really, really to them. And I think that there's something to say about this mentalist thing. Like, when you're really in tune and really watching people's like body language, what they say, the way they like think and work and talk and interact with others, like it's a really easy way to figure out like what they need and what they want and like what void they're looking to fill. And if you're a bit of a sociopath, you can fit in there. You can yeah. you can swoop in to what people's needs are. I, I wonder if I was like a businessman or a businesswoman. That I would like kind of play the mentalist game in like in like making oh, totally. deals and stuff. Like I would I would take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. You gotta always, no matter what you're doing. Or you could really? go on Survivor. You'd win on Survivor. Really? Okay. It's all social game. <laughs> you gotta always know your audience. Yeah. Oh well, I know that. <laughs> I always I always know my audience. I always know when there's a camera on me. <laughs> yeah. That's rule number one at Juilliard. <laughs> always know where the camera is. <laughs> always know your angles. Know where it is. Uh, which is why and then forget my phone about is horizontal. <laughs> As you have a patch on your um, forehead and your camera's horizontal. I'm about to put another one on my neck. I don't even feel that sick. They just feel kind of good. Okay. They have like icy hot on them or something. Oh. Melissa, if people want to reach us, where can they contact us? You guys can send us emails at webcrawlerspod at gmail.com. 
And you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at webcrawlerspod, and we're on Facebook, and we're on Reddit. There it is. Can I be real? Yes. I feel I'm a little bored today. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just in general or with this episode? No, like in general. I'm feeling, you know, the quarantine boredom, like some days are worse than others. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. I'm feeling bored today. Uh-oh. Like, I'm thinking, uh, like, after we stop recording the podcast today, like, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> sit in front of my TV again? Um, what about your wool things you were doing? Oh, yeah, maybe I'll do some more needle felting. That'll be good. All right. Well, you guys don't need to hear my malaise. Uh, <laughs> if you guys want to contact us, contact us. If you know anything about Rasputin's huge hog, <laughs> or if you if you want to leave us a voicemail about how you pronounce the word milk, Please, please hit us up as soon as possible. Um, I am Ali Siegel. I'm Melissa Stettin. And I'm producer Maria. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.